This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. You are listening or watching to the warning program. Once again, I want to encourage you all that Jesus Christ is still alive. Uh, the situation in America and around the world is bleak, but we still serve a living God. I was just in Jerusalem. Actually, I was in Jerusalem May the 2nd. May the 3rd, May the 4th, May the 2nd, all day, 2023, I was in the Parliament, the Knesset. A member of the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus as we discuss world peace, peace in Jerusalem, peace between Israelis and Jews, the importance of the relationship between the Christian community and the Jewish community, how we both are under Judeo-Christian values, and uh, we serve actually the same God. Uh, they might not recognize the Messiah yet, that he has actually returned once. He's coming back again. Nevertheless, one day they will know it. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, this is actually the fourth day of radio. If you want to go to my website, worldministries.org, that's worldministries.org. Once again, worldministries.org, click on radio, television. It will bring you to our channels, our stations, and our daily programs. You will see three days already that we did where I was in the Knesset, the parliament, and we have these different speakers over the days that shared, and we brought it all for your listening pleasure. We also shot it for television. So today, you're going to see here uh, Josh Reinstein. He's the director of the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus and several other members of the Parliament of Israel. Now, before we get to them, you know, October 20, the great coming judgment, Yavo, he is coming. And uh, as the leaders are saying, it is now or never. Now, that's what's happening right now around the world. And in Israel, it's now or never. According to the prophecy of the Bible, from Moses to the Apostle John, the world as we know it is being prepared for a final judgment. Again, look at my book. Order my book if you don't have it, The Science of 
judgment, the science of judgment. We are heading down to the point of it's now or never. Uh, Jesus Christ is going to have to return because the evil powers in this world, satanic forces, are trying to attack the innocent, every Christian on earth, and that's why there's a separation between heaven and hell. God has to finally, permanently separate, judge, where the Bible says the innocent will be prey and there will not be an innocent man left alive. As you know, they're trying to depopulate the world as we speak. Evil things are happening, including vaccinations that are tainted with poison. The final judgment is to come at the end of the ages and result in God making his dwelling place with us. The focal point of this impending judgment is to be Israel, the city of Jerusalem. Specifically, the ground called the holy place, the Temple Mount. It is from this location that an altar symbolizing God's ownership of the world will be operating and then forced to stop. This will be the power play of the ages by the end-time Messiah, the false prophet. So we have the end-time Messiah and the false prophet. And Jesus told us to watch the events that would convince us that we have come to the end of the age and his coming. Again, this is a sign. Paul warned us in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. Israel is saying peace and security. That precedes the sudden judgment, the sudden destruction. We have watched the Middle East peace accords become a negotiation for Jerusalem as Zechariah for the, the prophet said Jerusalem will become a trembling cup. They've been talking about peace in Jerusalem forever. We have watched the words of Isaiah come to alive as he described the covenant with death and the pack, if we want to say, with hell. I believe most church leaders have coded the souls of our brethren with self-confirmation that self-confirmation, false affirmation so completely that the concept of God's judgment and apostasy are not even considered relevant for today. When end-time prophecies in the day of the Lord are addressed, they are simply dismissed out of hand or explained away by theological definitions and eschatological scenarios. Oh, that's for the Jews, is the most common expression. Simply said, they despise, they look down on what God and his prophets have said. They are stubborn in their ways and refuse to yield to the warnings. They deny God's warnings by saying, we will have peace and no calamity will come upon us. This stands in sharp contrast to the biblical fact that there will be judgment and the judgment first upon the household of God. Now, Let's look at some biblical facts. Here's how Moses prophesied about this denial phenomena. Deuteronomy 29:19. And it shall be when they, he hears the words of this curse that he will boast saying, I have peace. Do I walk in the stubbornness of my heart in order to destroy the watered land with the dry? Okay, the stubbornness of the heart Moses is referring to is the face of God's words of impending judgment. Even though judgment is announced, the stubborn man says defiantly that he 
has peace. The latter expression, in order to destroy the watered land with a dry, is a Hebrew metaphor about all-encompassing nature of the judgment. Watered, quote-unquote, is an expression of drunkenness. Dry is an expression of sobriety. Therefore, the total expression is that judgment will come on both the drunkard and the sober-minded. Obviously, everyone is included. Either you are drunk or you are sober. However, this defiant one says he is separate and not part of those two groups. Many New Covenant Christians believe they are separate from the drunken and sober men of this world. They separate themselves from Christians of the past and the future. They make themselves to be autonomous by their local church standing. Therefore, they disregard the word of God when he speaks of all men in the final day. Now, this is most evident in the teaching of some tribbers who think the mortals will survive the day of the Lord and inhabit the earth as their servants in the millennial kingdom. The prophet Zephaniah declaring the word of the Lord says that no one, not one habitant, man or beast, will survive the judgment of God at the day of the Lord. Now, Zephaniah 1, 2 through 3, I will completely remove all things from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will remove man and beast. I will remove the birds in the sky and the fish of the sea and the ruins along the wicked. I will cut off man from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. Zephaniah 1, 18. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath and all the earth's will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy, for he will make a complete end, indeed a terrifying one, of all the inhabitants of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, again, the notion that God's final judgment in the day of the Lord will somehow not be as complete and pervasive as the prophets have warned is pure unbelief at its worst. This is exactly what is held in the hearts of the unprepared believers. They stand in the face of God's curse and says, I have peace, and prove the stubbornness of their hearts. Most describes the punishment of this kind of unbelief and stubbornness. It is an identical to the judgment upon the world in his final judgment. Deuteronomy 29, 20. The Lord should never be willing to forgive him, but rather the anger of the Lord and his jealousy will burn against that man, and every curse that is written in this book will rest on him and the Lord and will blot out his name from under heaven. The same message given by Moses is also given by the prophet Jeremiah, making the second witness. The context of Jeremiah's warning, however, is very specific to our days, to the last days of the ages. They keep saying to those who despise me and the Lord has said, you will have peace. And as for everyone who walks in the stubbornness of his own heart, they say, calamity will not come upon us. Jeremiah 23, 17. Now, Jeremiah's warning deals with false prophets, those who do not speak the word of the Lord. The message of these false prophets is exactly as Moses warned. These false prophets instill a sense of disregard toward God's final judgment. They are the voices 
to explain away God's warning by saying it is for others. Before their deceived audience, these false prophets say they will have peace and no calamity, judgment, tribulation, or trouble will come upon them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the whole of Christianity is being told by various Christian leaders that God's judgment would not be upon their attendees. Many evangelical Christians do not believe that God will permit such things to happen in their city, their country, or their church. The Messiah warned us that there would be many false prophets so proliferate that they would almost deceive the very elect. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are in serious situations today. Order my book, The Science of Judgment, The Science of Judgment. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Judgment is falling on the nations. Judgment is falling on America. Judgment will fall on different nations until actually the end of the millennium when the earth will pass away and the new heavens will come back. We are under the area and the era of judgment as we speak right now. See how it pertains to America. Order my book, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Now, let's listen to these speakers from the Israeli parliament where I was with them May the 2nd, 2023. God bless you. Thank you so much, Member Knesset Mazursky. Um, we have in front of you a uh, brochure so you can see some of the members of Knesset who couldn't make it today, but they are equally dedicated to the cause of building this new relationship between Jews and Christians in the 21st century. Uh, we have Knesset members from seven political parties, from left to right, religious, secular, uh, and more are joining all the time. So it's, uh, it's really exciting to see under the leadership of Yuli Edelstein and Sharon Haskell, how this caucus has grown and strengthened. Uh, we have a, an, an unbelievable amount of activities going on in the next year. Uh, first of all, it's the 75th anniversary of Israel, which we are here to celebrate today. So mazal tov to all of you on Israel's 75th uh, anniversary. We're not a young nation anymore. We're now, we're now middle-aged. Uh, and so we have uh, more responsibility. I, I actually read something that um, we're in the top 25% of oldest countries in the world, which is hard to believe, actually. <laughs> uh, but it's really exciting to, to see how our friends are coming together around the world. As I mentioned, uh, we will doing, be doing a lot of activities here in the Knesset for the 7th anniversary. Uh, the March of Life is coming with 2,000 members on, the May, on May 16th. We will be holding a, a meeting here with their leadership. They'll be marching through the streets of Jerusalem with Israeli flags, showing support for Israel from 60 different nations. Uh, we have also coming up uh, the first uh, African-American Leader Summit uh, in July, head by uh, Pauline Plummer, African-American. <laughs> Legislators, businesswomen, pastors from all across America are coming, 200 of them, I believe, uh, to the Knesset for the first time in African-American uh, Summit, which is so important to bring the two communities together. Uh, we have also coming up um, the um, nation, uh, the government, uh, world government leaders dinner uh, that we do between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur every year. We have the Feast of Tabernacles coming up this year. We have the Chairman's Conference coming up this year. And throughout the year, we have about 100 delegations, political, business, uh, uh, Christian leadership coming to the Knesset to meet with people here to discuss how we can work together. Uh, in the first three months of the Knesset, 
We've had something like 22 delegations, which is unbelievable. What happened, obviously, is that during Corona, everyone got excited about coming back to Israel, so everyone's coming this year, uh, which is made, making it very challenging to, to host so many events, but it's great to see uh, political leaders coming here, uh, delegations from all over the world, and what we're seeing also for the first time is that there are actually heads of state and uh, people in, in high positions of power that aren't coming here with their ambassador, not coming here with their country, but coming here for prayer events, coming here to stand uh, with Israel, um, at, at, at a Tom's event and your event, we'll have several heads of state there. Um, and then also internationally, uh, our operation has moved into something of, of quite significance. As I mentioned, we'll be next week celebrating on May 9th. For any of you who have representatives there, you're all welcome in Guatemalan Congress. Um, the first annual Jerusalem Day celebration on May 17th uh, on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. We'll have uh, the Jerusalem Day celebration with dozens of members of Congress uh, and uh, 300 uh, pastors. Uh, we're going to have the first ever Jerusalem Day celebration in the Canadian Parliament. And uh, uh, we expect there to be a massive, uh, a very important news announcement. I can't say right now, but something very exciting that's going to happen at it. And uh, for the first time, we'll be uh, having our um, European conference in Prague together with Jerusalem Day there. Uh, we've reestablished the Israeli Foundation Europe. There are members of the Christian Advisory Board here. Christine's here. Uh, we have uh, Cornelius here. We have John, uh, who are members of our European, um, uh, uh, European Christian Advisory Board. And we'll be launching uh, our campaign with 14 member chairs from across Europe against the labeling regulations in Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights, these anti-Semitic regulations that are uh, being uh, pushed on Israeli companies, only Jews by the way, not Arab Israelis, just Jewish Israelis have to mark their goods, so we'll be fighting that uh, in Europe. Um, we have a big battle coming up for uh, being remaining as observers in the African Union. Um, we're hosting um, next week um, a pastor uh, at a boy um, who is extremely influential in Nigeria. Nigeria is the deciding vote in the Committee of Five, we'll decide if we'll get kicked out or remain. Uh, so that'll be uh, something exciting to look at as well. So there's a lot of activity happening all over the world and it's important that you plug into that. And if you have representatives from your organizations in those countries, if you have um, members of parliament or political leaders that you want to bring into our network, uh, please be in touch with us. We're happy to host them, to work with them, to develop um, this, like I said, this new relationship between Jews and Christians in the 21st century. And so for us, uh, Faith-based diplomacy is not just uh, another weapon that we have to get things done diplomatically, it's the weapon. Okay? You know, and, and we saw that during the Trump administration. It's no coincidence that the, the evangelical Christians who are the backbone of the Republican Party demanded to move their embassy to Jerusalem, to recognize the Golan Heights, to pass the Toilet Taylor Force Act, um, to not put pressure on us in Judea and Samaria. And so faith-based diplomacy is something that's become a, a huge network for us and a huge method for us to mobilize Christians and get them involved in supporting Israel. And the secret sauce in faith-based diplomacy is you. It's the people around the table who work tirelessly um, to get things done within their own parliament. So um, uh, I'm going to leave it to closing remarks to the chairman 
But after this, uh, we'll celebrate a little bit more, and we'll have some more uh, drinks and, and snacks, but then we're all going back to work, because uh, we got a lot of work to be done. So uh, thank you all so much for being with us today, and for some final comments, uh, I'll pass it to Yuli, and then Sharon Haskell. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for coming. Thank you for your inspiring remarks. After Josh presented the schedule, Sharon and myself just wanted to ask, what shall we do with all our free time till the end of the year? <laughs> uh, anyway, but we'll try to keep the pace. Uh, and uh, uh, I do have to say that, that uh, um, when you listen to members of NEST, it's really heartwarming to see the support, to see the enthusiasm, to see the spirit here. We have a lot of challenges Challenges we are facing in my capacity as a chair of uh, Foreign Affairs and the uh, Defense Committee. I uh, uh, do know that we are facing serious challenges, but when you look at the support of people like you from all around the world and the events Josh is mentioning, including important political events, we do understand that we will prevail, activities help, Prayers help, as Tanya just said a couple of minutes ago. You know, there is this old Israeli saying, Israeli joke, that in the independence war 75 years ago, the city of Safed, Tzfat, was uh, freed, captured, however you put it, for two reasons. One was natural, and the other was miraculous. The natural one was that the sages of Tzwat, the rabbis in Safed, were saying psalms. The miraculous one was that the Palmach unit came on time. So I do think, I do, I, I do think that we all have to keep in mind that political, political activities are important, but with the prayers that you're all sending to the Almighty, I'm sure, as you said, that he will protect and guard his nation, the Jewish people. Thank you very much. So I'll just add a little bit, um, and maybe, first of all, I, I join you in this message that we thank you for all of your prayer and all of your efforts in everything that you're doing for our country and for our people. And it goes all the way from organizing incredible delegations and events and bringing embassies and doing meaningful acts uh, to the scale of praying in the morning for the safety of our people. Uh, and, and we thank you for that. And we don't take that for granted. We really, really appreciate it because uh, our history, and we learn our history a lot, um, show that we, the, the Israeli people, have been in desperate times many times, and sometimes uh, we didn't have many friends. But we had, even when we had a few friends, um, they were extremely meaningful in protecting, defending, and keeping our legacy and our people in survival, uh, surviving. And, um, and all of you are great friends of our country and of our nations. 
of our nation. Um, and I hope that in the upcoming year we'll be able to do, um, we'll be able to achieve a few great things. Um, we have a plan combating uh, a few um, really, I think it's tragic uh, acts that um, around the world, time after time, Israel have to face. Um, Josh just mentioned very briefly um, what is happening in Europe in labeling Jewish merchant, okay? Um, and that's taking us back, years, years back, to very dark times. And we have to make sure that every time that anti-Semitism and uh, singling out Israel uh, rise their heads and comes up, we'll be able to combat it together. And we cannot do it without them. Um, so thank you again for all of your support and all of your prayer and all of your incredible actions for our country and for our people. Thank you so much for this closing remarks. And thanks to all of you for being here with us to celebrate the, the relaunch of the caucus and the 7th anniversary. I just realized that Dag is here from our Christian Advisory Board. He's supposed to sit over there, so I didn't see him. <laughs> but uh, great to have you here all the way from Norway. Thank you for coming in. Uh, and I'd like to, if you have uh, requests for interviews with some of the members of Knesset, hopefully they can stay a couple minutes um, to do some interviews and to, to just mingle a little bit. So don't rush out, be here, and thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.